0: Lock Talk Radio: Well, good morning, everybody. This is Truth Light, and our show is "light of Truth." And today we are shining the light on, oh, you know, kind of the reality of life. We all have challenges, right? Um, some of us more than others. And we tend not to talk about those challenges, and we tend not to uh, — most of us, anyway, tend not to be really verbal or open about what challenges we have in life because, you know, we don't want people to see us as vulnerable or we don't want to, um, I don't know, we just, whatever, we have a lot of different reasons for it. But uh, today, I'm just going to open up and hopefully it will be of assistance to some other people and and uh, hopefully we'll have some call-ins who, you know, opt to share their their situation and how they handle it and this is not an oh woe is me show this is a okay so we all have challenges in life some of us have some massive challenges and some of us have you know varying degrees but but you still have your life and you still have your things you want to do and so how do we make that happen even when we have these challenges or do we just give in or what do we do so <clears throat> that's what our show is about today, and, and we're going to go into, you know, the challenges that we're mostly going to be talking about are um, things like, you know, if you have, uh, say, a physical disability that you feel like keeps you from doing things like a, a severe se- physical disability, or do you have, you know, a child who maybe is autistic or Down syndrome or, you know, mental illness right now, what they what they what they term as mental illness, we'll say, is running rampant right now. And actually, our show on Monday will be, you know, is it mental illness? Is it uh, psychically sensitive? Is it the electromagnetic stuff that's really affecting people? So we're going to go more into that. I'm going to try to line up somebody who's more of an expert who can give us, you know, statistics and numbers and that kind of thing on Monday. But if I can't, that's okay because we can just talk about it ourselves and and uh, get a lot out of it. So today's show, anyway, we're going to talk about, you know, do you have a spouse who has issues with addictions? Or one of the things that I see happen a lot in my industry, at least, is <clears throat> people who have spouses that are of differing uh, belief systems. And so somebody may be a phenomenal psychic, intuitive teacher, what have you, healer, but if their spouse is very mainstream with their belief systems, then they can only pursue it to a certain degree and it can be quite frustrating. And so we're going to look at all these different things because a lot of us right now are handling um, sort of feeling, at least, responsible for family members and things that, that maybe are having a hard time and so their challenges become our challenges. and And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So um, the first thing we're going to open up with is <clears throat> I'm just going to be kind of open about my situation, the things I've gone through um, in the past decade or more, and uh, a <clears throat> couple of decades actually, and and we're going to go from there. And uh, so one of the things that that occurred in my life that made things, you know, I've, I've got people all the time who talk about how gifted I am and how much I help them in life. And, and I do life coaching and I do counseling and I do, obviously, readings and, and a lot of specialized services psychically and intuitively. And I do healing work and I do all of these different things. And yet, you know, I, I go to visit my mom and, and she says, well, if you're so good at this and you've got so many people saying how good you are at it, why can't you earn a living at it? So, you know, she's right. She's right. Why can I not get organized enough to earn a living at it? Well, let's let's rewind a little bit. <clears throat> this is, in fact, my mother-in-law, who I've known since I was 12. My my biological mother passed away in 96. And my mother-in-law, um, I was the kid at their house who never went home, right? And so eventually I married one of their kids, and, and so then... When my mom passed away, because she'd known me so long, she kind of stepped in as my mom. So when I say I go to visit my mom, it's the person who was, in fact, you know, at one point my mother-in-law. So we're going to rewind, you know, maybe 15 years, I don't know, 12, 15 years, when I was married to her son. And I was seeing and hearing things. And now, mind you, he had known me since I was 13, so he knew I was psychic. He knew everything that was going on. But when we were married... (laughs) <laughs> and he began coming more into the mainstream of life and getting, you know, the corporate jobs and that kind of thing, suddenly instead of being talented and intuitive, I was crazy. I was hallucinating. I was, and so I was told to shut down all my gifts because they were just weird. And when I tried to do that to make the marriage work, I, I was considered then crazy. And I was locked up, literally locked up in mental hospitals, My kids had to watch this happen all the time. I was medicated to degrees that you can't even imagine. I was on approximately 40 pills a day of the massive medications. Um, So all of these years, this this went on for a good five to six years before he left. And then, yes, he just up and left. (laughs) And it was this huge mess. I was in and out of mental hospitals on all this medication, had two boys to raise on my own because their father just left. And... Now, rather than seeing me as gifted, people saw me as crazy. So this was a journey that I had to take alone because by this time my biological mother had passed away. His parents saw me as crazy. Everybody saw me as crazy because all of these doctors had said that I was crazy and began medicating me to the degree of she's so insane, we just have to make her numb so she can't speak or kill herself or hurt anybody, or they just thought I was really nuts. And so this is something that I had to go through for about seven years until, and this was the in and out of the mental hospitals, where I would be there for weeks at a time, and and they talked about locking me up for years at a time and that kind of thing. Now, mind you, all I was doing (laughs) was and hearing the things that people now pay me to see and hear, right? So it's all a matter of perspective. It's all a matter of perspective. And so it wasn't that I was crazy. It's that I was a psychically gifted person put into a situation where nobody else had the same belief system. And because I didn't fit in their belief system, they decided to medicate me And just create this situation where um, I was known as crazy instead. So over the years, I got back to my roots, back to what I do and ignoring what they said because I knew my truth. I knew I wasn't crazy. I knew, because I had done this my whole life, that just because they didn't see or hear things didn't mean they weren't there. And the fact is that my husband used to do this work with me, you know before he decided to go very mainstream and his belief system changed so there was at one point in time many years where he also knew i wasn't crazy so it's just that reality shifted and so now then i've got this challenge of is she crazy is she gifted and so i just had to work through this and come back to my roots and eventually get off all the medication and, and establish myself again, reestablish myself as who and what I am and rebuild my reputation. So this was a huge challenge that I had to undertake because somebody else's uh, reality or perception of reality shifted dramatically and they decided to lock me up. And so life changed as I knew it. Life changed as my kids knew it. Now as as life moves on, right, and I've reestablished myself, and, and I, over the years, try over and over again to get organized and make a living out of this and, and what have you. Um, <clears throat> you know, my kids went through this whole process with me and then had the father who left them and whatever. And so now I have, you know, I have two sons, and I'm just going to open up and because I know there are others out there like me who are going through things. And so I have two amazing young men that are my sons, this lifetime and one of them um adapts to society pretty easily you know kind of knows how to handle the game he's mr we kind of we joke about he's always five minutes ahead of trouble so if there's something that's going to happen that's going to be a problem he's going to be out the door five minutes before it happens somehow he always just lands jelly side up it's just the way it is my other one has a much more difficult time for whatever reason whatever his path is here He's got a much more difficult time with it, and, you know, there's, like so many other kids, there are varying degrees of autism, and so there's, there's the, the thought process that perhaps he would be considered partially autistic. Whatever the case may be, he's a young man who has a very hard time functioning in this society, and so he didn't fit in in school. He didn't fit in with any of the programs that were supposed to help. He didn't fit in to the mold his father thought he was supposed to. And so, therefore, society really kind of screwed him over because he didn't fit in any of the boxes. And so he went through his entire life seeing that he didn't fit anywhere. And he was kind of shunned and tossed out of every different place that he went, and he created an anger situation. And so now he's, you know, moving into his late 20s, has a very hard time functioning in society, and so, therefore, he's still in my in my responsibility realm, right? I'm still responsible for him because he can't pick up and become responsible for himself for whatever reason. Some people would say he has mental illness issues. Some people would say he has Asperger's, which is a form of autism. Some people would say, you know, it's just because of all the stuff when he was a kid. Everybody has a different opinion, but in my experience with what I saw happen with my husband and the way that I, you know, my reality was one thing and shifted, and I know there is no real reality. (laughs) It's all a matter of perception and how they see him. Bottom line is, nobody sees into my life unless they're here 100% of the time. So very few people understand why I can be so good at what I do, and, and I am, you know, the bottom line is I'm very good at what I do. I've done it for years and most of my life and and I help as many people as I can. But getting my career organized and my business organized is difficult when I have someone in my life that I'm responsible for who cannot function in society, who has what might be considered autism or mental illness or what have you. And so it can be a full-time job. To just handle the energy and the emotional needs of that person, much less try to organize businesses and, and earn a living. And, you know, over the years I've lost jobs, I've <clears throat> lost homes, there have been so many situations that have come up that because of the issues that go on with my son, he doesn't fit in the boxes that you're supposed to fit in, and so, you know, out we go. Or I have to put too much energy on that and I lose a job because I'm at the school so often or in court so often, (laughs) what have you, you know. And it's the thing is that this is a really good heart, you know. He's got a really good heart. He's incredibly intelligent. He just doesn't fit. And now that I, I see so many other parents, I see so many other people dealing with situations like this, I just thought it was really important to do a show like this where, and I do see the caller that wants to talk. We'll pull you over in just a minute. Um, I just thought it was important that we, we just open up and we just share. So when it comes to my business, my my spiritual business and my teaching and that kind of thing, I'll just get on a roll, and then there's some big something that has to be taken care of with this person in my life, and and so everything has to go on hold again. <laughs> And, or I'm, you know, he's got to be in my realm of energy so that he can be taken care of or, you know, not that he's helpless. He takes care of himself. He just doesn't know how to play the game of life and make it okay. And so there is a lot of responsibility that falls on me. And so I end up having to not move forward the way I could. It constantly holds me back. And so I see other people with this situation. You know, if you have a child who is autistic or there's all kinds of, with autism, autism, Down syndrome, what they're considering mental illness, what they're, you know, there's all these different uh, categories that they're making now for people. And the reality is if you're the parent of one of these kids, it doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter what you call it. It still can be a big obstacle in your life, it comes to your own personal path and then how big an obstacle is it for the other kids that you might have in your family who also need they still need a parent they still need and so you've got all of this extra stuff that people don't understand and you're trying to make life move forward and how do you do that without just feeling like you're getting knocked on your butt and how do you keep getting up every day the other thing that i wanted to talk about is you know if you have a spouse with addiction problems or mental health problems that kind of thing it's The same thing, how do you move forward on your path when you have all of this responsibility that you're dragging along with you and trying to manage? So I'm going to go ahead and pull our caller over. I believe this is Kimberly. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Um, all right. So, did you do you know what our topic is today? Have you been listening? Or? I, do. I, I even looked at your. Um, <laughs> I listened
1: it from the beginning, and uh, I looked at, looked at your um, topic, and I was like, she must have known what I was going through last night.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: So, so I, I, talk to me. I, no, so I I was like, God, is this the plan? I mean, you know, I don't know if the planets are misaligned or this is Mercury wreck, but I just had I just had an emotional outburst to God, saying, Okay, I don't know what's going on, but where I am right now, I don't like it, and it's like, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's like the sky is falling,
0: yeah, and the ma'am.
1: Only thing, yeah, and the only thing that's keeping me sane is my son. You know what I mean? Because
0: otherwise, right. I would
1: get out. <laughs> right. It is you know, a very
0: tumultuous time, it seems like. And a lot of people, I don't, it must be something planetary or whatever, something, um, because <clears throat> a lot of people are going through the same thing right now. It's funny how it goes in waves. You know, my my son just had a big meltdown the other night. And, you know, when he has a meltdown, then it affects everybody. Because it's always, okay are we going to get through the night? Is it going to be okay? Is it, you know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. And um, so there is something, there is a lot of pressure right now. <laughs> so okay. I don't doubt that you kind of had a meltdown. It's it's kind of going yeah. around. Yeah, that, yeah.
1: Uh, okay, okay. So, okay, it's normal. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, it's common, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't know. all right. I won't say it's normal. But I'm just saying, it just... I, I just looked at all the aspects of my life, and I was like, this is not what I signed up for. I didn't think I was going to be here, and I'm here, and I don't like it. Right. You know? So, so what do you do when that happens?
0: For you, what works? I,
1: well, I I really had to, you know, let I had to cry. I really had to let have a lot of stuff out. I had to get it out because evidently I had been holding in for a while. Right. So, Which I think
0: we tend um, to do. Okay. Yeah. Because so we have to be strong, right? We can't right. look like anything wrong, God forbid. <laughs> because then we're weak, and people go, "Well, what the hell's wrong with you?" You know, like my mom, who has known she's, you know, his. This is his grandmother. She knows the situation, but because her reality is what it is, she's like, "Well, why the hell aren't you? If you're if you're so good at what you do, and so many people love you, why aren't you earning a living at it? What's wrong with you?" And I just wanted to smack her. I'm like, "Are you?" Are you kidding me? Everybody else has bailed because this child, his whole life has been so difficult. That's one of the reasons his dad left. I know it. Because he was actually afraid of his 10-year-old. You know? And there's nothing wrong with the kid. It's everybody else's perception. He's got a good heart. He needed a strong leadership. But trying to find strong leadership, you can't do at this point, it seems like. And so... You know, so it just blows my mind because people, even in this situation, just don't get it, you know. And it's it's not like, you know, it used to be that you could just go, you know, go on out there, make a living for yourself, blah, blah, blah. When somebody with all of the autism that's here, and it's because of the shots, people, hello, it's the shots, it's the crap food, it's all kinds of stuff that is really kicking in the autistic stuff. Um, and then what they, re- what they define as mental, mental issues are really, in a lot of cases, from some other things, but, and we'll go into that on Monday. But, you know, society has created this situation, and here I am trying to figure it out all alone. You know, she's bailed on me. Everybody else has bailed on me. I'm just here to handle it by myself. And then she's going, and why can't you make a living at what you do if you're so good at it? And I'm thinking, well, I don't know. Wow. I don't really know. I don't know. Why can't I? Because <laughs> the second things get rolling, there's some big emergency to come deal with, and so, bye. and I'm trying to do it all alone because everybody goes, "Oh, this is unpleasant." Okay, bye. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know I'm not the only one out there, you know. And so, if you don't have this in your life, then, then. I mean, I'm sure that you must see it in kids you deal with and that kind of thing because, you know, you've you've been teaching for a while, yes? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you see these kids, no doubt, that are difficult at best to handle.
1: <clears throat>
0: and And so what do you do? Somebody has to be their parent. And, you right. know, and I don't know what your situation is, but, you know, we all have stuff going on, you know, and we're all affected by the energy of the people in our lives. So, like, for me, the fact that my spouse, who, by the way, had been my best friend since I was 16, just up and left me with all of this after he had locked me up in mental institutions and God knows what, (laughs) if he just leaves, you know, that was a lot of responsibility dumped on me too and a lot of challenge dumped on me. That was a big mess he made. You know, and he took off with all the savings, all the money, all the investment, everything. All the resources that I had were gone, you know. And so, but then people look at you and they go, well, what's wrong with you? You know, well, what's wrong with me is this guy completely destroyed my life and left. And what's wrong with my kid is that, you know, there's all this stuff going on in society is just shunning him and and then going, why don't you fit in society? And, you know, so we really... I don't know. I mean, how much of this do you see in in your day-to-day life when you're interacting with, whether, whether it's school or other kids with your son, you know, and th- there's got to be other parents you see going through this stuff too. Oh, how yeah. much of it do you yeah. see out there? There's a lot of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so my hopes for this show is that people will... If they don't have this stuff going on, they will look more compassionately upon people. So, you know, with I know you have some challenges in your life. And, you know, what, what are the little things you do that help you find joy when you're going through these? Because they don't last forever, you know.
1: Um,
0: but, I, what I'm going to have
1: to do, I, I have to go out and have fun. I am actually looking for a, a spiritual place to attend because I can't – there's some – I just – I'm going ha- <laughs> to I need to be around people. I need to go out with some friends. I need to do something and not just dwell on or look at my circumstances.
0: I need to look outside right. them. Right. That's really good. That, that's something that works for me as well. Um, and then, you know, also little things like playing with my dogs you know, and I don't know, just the, <clears throat> the little things in life seem to bring a lot of joy. But So if you, with the with the stuff that you see that's not a part of your reality, right, the kids that you work with or the kids that you see in your son's life or whatever, for people who are looking on somebody else who seems to have some kind of issue, like, how do you... Because I have a feeling that you're probably not somebody who gets super judgmental about it. I have a feeling that you're somebody who's able to look and go, oh, my gosh, that poor lady has to deal with whatever. And not right. that I want to get to the, oh, poor, whatever. But but if we can look at people and not go, oh, my God, what kind of mother are you that you raised a son like, blah, 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 right? If we can see that, how do you, how do you do it? How do you look at people? Before I say any more, how do you, um, well, you always, how do that? Well,
1: you, you, I'm definitely not going to judge, because um, more often than not, that a child, even even that that adult, has a little child in them, and they're a product of their environment. Period. Um, it's how they were raised. What you know, what type of environment, whether they were nurtured or not nurtured. You know, it, it's just
0: dependent. Well, and that's on the whole society too. Yeah. You know, because people look at me with my son and go, I I know, through the years, they looked at me and went, oh, my God, what kind of mother are you? Well, let's not talk about the dad who, who, like, they were super close buddies and he just bailed, but I'm the one you see, so it's me. You know, let's not talk about the police who beat the hell out of him when he was a teenager just because they didn't like him, took him out in the woods and beat him. You know, wow. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's done by society, but then they always look at, you know, when you say they were nurtured or not nurtured, like, yeah, but by who? It's, it takes a tribe. We're supposed to be a society, you know, and so it's, it's just got to be something where we look upon others with compassion. Right. I think. You know, there's got to be that compassion. And people, you've got to understand that you don't see the big picture, and if you're in the middle of that, like if you're somebody like me going through the challenges and that kind of thing, and that's really who I'm trying to talk to today, it's, um, you have to remember, it doesn't matter how people look at you. You just have to find the joy in your life and you have to, because the bottom line is people don't look at the big picture. People aren't going to look at my son and go, wow, society really screwed you over. They're not going to. But I could tell you horror stories about the school system, about the legal system, about whatever. And, you know, they kind of programmed him to, to not fit in and so then punished him because he didn't, you know. So I'm going to go ahead. Do you have more that you would like to share with us today? No. Kimberly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to pull you back over. And All right. I'm gonna, I'm so glad you called in. Thank you so much. Um so it's not a it's not a beat up society kind of show. It's a just an awareness for people. I just want people to begin becoming aware. I want <laughs> to be a little bit of a voice for the mom who's dealing with an autistic kid or for you know the the dad who's dealing with you know, being a single dad and and handling kids or family members, or even Robert, who, who uh, talked to us yesterday, was our guest yesterday, was talking about a family member that he has that is a bit of a drain, mentally, emotionally, financially. Um, you know, we have these, as we get older, whether it's sisters or parents, or it's not always, our, excuse me, it's not always our kids, it's... It's anybody that we have that responsibility for, that feel of responsibility, because nobody else is helping to handle that. And so it does pull on us. And so the point of this show is to, one, give a voice to those people, to hope that people will, when you look at a situation and go, you know, like at me, like my mom looked at me and went, well, why can't you make a living at what you do if you're so good at it? (laughs) <laughs> I am very good at it. I'm very trained. I have a lot of distractions because there's so much responsibility upon me that I can't 100% focus like a lot of people can because I have to deal with these other responsibilities. And so my hope is that as you look upon somebody's situation before you go, well, what the hell's wrong with you? Why can't you do this? You stop and you realize that maybe you don't see the whole picture of their life before you go and snap to a judgment. Instead, perhaps see what the person is doing. Perhaps acknowledge what what's going on that they've got positive and that they're, they're constructively handling in their life. You know, if you, if you have somebody in your life, it's not just a casual acquaintance, but there's somebody in your life like, frankly, you know, my friends or my family or whoever, you know, they could, the ones who, who know the whole picture, they get it. And it's it's frustrating and it's hard. And I'm sure they're probably really happy that they're not in my shoes. But the people who don't get in that close, the people who just look and judge in my life, you know, perhaps they could stop and go, you know, well, what what's happening? I don't understand. You know, you're very good at what you do. You're this, you're that, you're whatever. I don't understand why this doesn't get done or that doesn't get done. But in an actual asking kind of way. Can we show compassion for each other? Can we gather the facts before we snap to a judgment? Right? So if you're someone who's looking in on a situation and you think, well, why doesn't she just throw that kid out and make him just stand on his own two feet? Gather the facts. Find out if that's really what's in everybody's best interest. With all of the situations going on, with all of the autism, the, all of the, the and autism is a huge deal. I don't think people really get – there's a huge span of what would be considered autism, and I'm only using the label because that's what people use. <clears throat> um, it's it's a very interesting new category for people to be in, <clears throat> and it can be insanely intelligent. They just have a hard time figuring out the game of life in our society and we could go into a mystical version of that one day, but for the moment we just want to get across that, you know, if you are living with this situation or if you're in a marriage where your spouse or or kids or parents or whoever have addiction issues <coughs> and this somehow is a challenge for you in your life and, and you can't move forward as fast as you feel like you should be able to or as far as you feel like you should be able to, stopping and and figuring out how to make life happy and that's what we're going to talk about for the next half of the show is how do you make life happy again you know for me and for some other people that i know pets are amazing you know finding just that that unconditional love and that you know maybe not having too many pets because i know people who go to an extreme degree that way and then and then that just adds more responsibility. They're just looking for that unconditional love and they just want to love something that will love them back and without any without holding back and animals are great for that. But for me, I have my two dogs and we do have a boxer as well that that helps my son out and you know that is his his best friend. And so, <clears throat> you know, these are really the joys in my life. My youngest son finding joy there because he just really It's almost like the universe balanced things out. That's what I always used to say when we were going through the really rough times is that, you know, the universe gave me my younger one to help balance out the um, heaviness of helping my older one through his journey this lifetime. And so really just conversations with him or pictures of him or um, just stopping. And, you know, I get up a little bit early (coughs) and I watch the sunrise. You know, it's the house is quiet. I have the time to myself. It's me and my dogs, and we just sit and we watch the sunrise over a cup of coffee. And it's making time for little things like that. And I think Kimberly was right as far as the getting out and being around other people and just kind of stepping out of the situation for a while, and instead of being so caught up in it where it just takes over your life, is very very important. Um, I find that. For me, helping other people, bringing joy to other people is a big deal. And so I have my my clients that I work with and I have the healing stuff that I do and and I work with the angelic realm a lot. (coughs) And then, you know, I also have the the little business that that I've got started now that's candy bouquets and diaper cakes and all that silliness. And it's completely frivolous stuff. But people get happy when they give a really nice gift to somebody, and it's different and it's fun. And the people receiving the gift are so happy because they got something special. And <coughs> I'm so sorry, the cough is still not going away, you guys. Um, so for me, that's it's little side money, and it's fun to do, and it brings happiness and joy. And so it's it's just finding the things that can move you forward little by little and that bring the joy back into your life again where you can find it. And those responsibilities and those the the feeling of the heavy is still going to be there. It's not going anywhere. But it's important at every, every turn that you have things all around you. I've got like I've got a beautiful blessing bowl that's like a gong bowl. It's an antique uh, gonging bowl. And so when I, I think of things that I would like to have as blessings, I'll write them down and I'll, you know, thank you angels for, or thank you universe for, or whatever. I typically work with the angelic realm, so. <coughs> and I put them in the gonging bowl and then I just kind of, even just walking around the house, sometimes I'll just pick the thing up and gong the bowl and it just brings this beautiful sound into the house. And just little things, the little things, I keep a lot of little things around the house that make me smile. I keep, you know, little fairy statues or things that people have given me through the years that matter to me or crystals that I really love, um, pictures of things that made me happy. And so I try to things around that are going to remind my being, my cells, my energy, my everything, of how there's joy in life, things that I've accomplished. I've got a wall in my room with different mementos of things that were big deals like all my life I said I'd be in Paris when I was 25 and and uh on my 25th birthday I'd be drinking coffee and eating croissants in Paris well it turned out that I did and so I have a picture of the Eiffel Tower because that's where we were at was right under the Eiffel Tower and um and I have something that came from the the original move you know when we first moved to Arizona because that was about 6 years in the making finally I got here and so there's all these different um different accomplishments, different things that I've done that you know I really want things that I wanted, not schooling and certificates and that kind of thing, but things that were you know what this is a personal goal of mine, and you know and I achieved it, so there it goes up on the wall, and that wall is set so that when I wake up in the morning and when I go to bed at night, I see that wall, and they're they're pretty things you know they're pretty things so it just it's a very nice looking wall and and so when i when i have a little bit of a hard time you know i'll go sit on my bed and just kind of look at that wall and go okay but through the years even with all these challenges i have managed to accomplish these different things that really matter to me and so yes we all have challenges and yes some of us have greater challenges than others you know i also grew up in a house with um with abuse and with an alcoholic parent and um, an emotionally abusive parent for the other parent and so there were there were times i mean there were good years, <laughs> but there were also some real challenging years in my life and uh, and so you know all through life, there have been these really heavy challenges, which i 'm sure is part of why I got so much experience and was so um, was so drawn to get the training and things that I did for what I do. So it worked out well, but, but it was always um, you have to find joy someplace else, right? And so I got very good at really enjoying looking at the clouds and the trees and watching the birds and just the little, little things of life that are here and there, really appreciating friends, and people that I love, and even the people who create the challenges. You know, when we have good times and we have laughter and we have <coughs> all of these different things, I I'll tend to do something that will help me remember that time. Whether I write it down or I, you know, pick up uh, if we're if we're out hiking and we're having a really nice time, I'll pick up a rock from that hike, and I have a little bowl that I put those things in, and. And so I can look and go, okay, but look at all those good times we had. Yes, it's a lot of work, but it's not all bad, you know. And seeing, really, really paying attention to the forward motion that's made, you know. So a bit like moving through quicksand or moving through wet cement when everybody else just seems to be moving through life. (coughs) And it can be very frustrating and it can be very simple to give up and just say, you know, okay, I can't I can't do this anymore. And believe me, there are times that I do that, I just stop and I go, Okay, you know what? Forget it all, I can't do this anymore and, and my the people that are closest to me, the people that work closely with me see this side, you know, and it's forget it, I'm never teaching again, I'm never doing this again, forget it, I can't I can't carry all of this load by myself, I can't do it. But yet, it's such a part of my path that once I get rested and I nurture myself again and I'm stronger, right back to my path I go. And so I think that's the key is understanding that you're going to have those meltdowns. And if you're somebody looking in on somebody else's life and they're having those meltdowns and you think, oh my God, this chick is just really unstable because (laughs) one minute she's saying this, one minute she's doing that, she's back and forth, she's all over the place, understand that they may just have such a heavy load that I mean think about if you're if you're trying to carry such a heavy load, sometimes you just have to put it down and take a break and you go, God, I can't do this anymore, you know? And then you strengthen yourself back up again and and uh you manage to do it again, right? You make it a little further and you make it a little further. It's kind of like the pioneers crossing the country. I'm sure they didn't do it all in one big jump. You know, they had mountains and rivers and God knows what to go over. And and uh, so, sorry, the canine crew is having a fit. We had to let them out, so I'm going to go back up the stairs and be out of breath, no doubt. So oh, 7,000 feet in altitude. <laughs> up and down the stairs can be rough sometimes. So anyway... um. If you're looking in on the situation, just have some compassion. Gather your facts before you judge somebody. Because I can tell you right now that I don't talk about my son in a he's got issues manner if I don't have to, you know. And it's not something that I share with just anybody. And the fact that I'm opening up here is kind of a big deal. And he'll probably kick my ass if he ever hears this show. But, oh, Sorry, out of breath because of the stairs. So, (laughs) um, all right, so we have about 19 minutes left. If anybody does want to share, call-ins are welcome, especially while I can't breathe. (laughs) And if you're listening in on the archives, um, certainly I love to hear from people. Um, Go ahead and message me here or message me on Facebook. The uh, link is... (sighs) goodness okay the link is uh on the truth light page for facebook as well and um you know look for the new website too it's uh well you know it's the son that we're talking about that is phenomenal with web stuff he's amazing incredibly brilliant (coughs) just getting him to follow through is sometimes difficult so anyway We've got the new website, mysticaltruth.com, that will be up any time for now. We have the old one up, and it's functional, so you can message me there too. Um, I do want to encourage people to, if you're in this situation where you have such heavy responsibilities and you feel like, God, I just can't do this anymore, understand that you can, because it wouldn't have been put upon your path if it wasn't something you could do. Sometimes it's a shift in perspective as to what it is we think we're doing. So for some of us, we have to understand that there is a much bigger picture than we ever thought we were signing up for. We have all these amazing souls that are going through this time of enlightenment, and so some of the people who seem the darkest or seem the most messed up are really souls that are going through the biggest transformation that you could imagine, because it's not just this life, the whole thing. <coughs> so, for instance, people who seem to be really battling with the dark and the light, or people who seem to just not fit in with society and, and you, you're a little nervous about or whatever, if... if the people with addiction issues and stuff, so many of them, and this is part of what we're going to talk about on Monday, so many of those people who are considered um, disabled or mentally whatever, challenged or whatever, are actually souls who are in the midst of a massive, massive shift in consciousness. And if you're somebody who is holding the responsibility for that person or feeling like that, it's because they contracted knowing that you could help them through this shift. And so you agreed to do that. And it doesn't mean that you have to give up your entire life for that. It means that um, you were entrusted with a very sacred rite of passage. And so this means that maybe you're a little further along than you expected to be. Maybe you've got more going on spiritually than you thought or you gave yourself credit for. I have an aunt who we just lost my cousin. He was, I'm so sorry, he was about 46. We just lost him. And he had dealt with um, not fitting in the mold all the time when we were kids. The schools couldn't stand him. The legal system system didn't like him. He was considered just not right in the head. He was medicated. He was then he didn't want to do their drugs because then it's all on record, and so he tried to self-medicate, and then he became addicted to stuff. And because he was addicted, he got in trouble with the law, and he ended up spending a whole bunch of time in Sing Sing prison. Um, but I can tell you from knowing him growing up, he was a good-hearted guy. He meant well. He wanted to be doing the right thing. But he was definitely a soul that was in this place of, wanting to in my opinion a lot of times it's wanting to move from the dark to the light you know and so they come in this lifetime and they're really trying to shift and it's that pushing it all over to the other side kind of energy and my aunt and uncle did such an amazing job with him i mean they were working with what they had there was no system in place there were no programs in place they just loved him unconditionally and they did the very best they could <clears throat> we just lost him a few months ago and uh really his heart just gave out he just went to sleep one day and didn't wake up he just had had it i think and <clears throat> and so um you know he's just one example of of people that have gone through this and have had such a rough time but my aunt and uncle were entrusted with that shift in consciousness for that soul's being he he was entrusted to a family that would love him no matter what and it was a tremendous weight on them and it was a tremendous challenge and nobody else in the family understood my mom did because she was she was uh she was the one that worked with you know in the school they called her Mrs. Cotter because she she uh after you know welcome back cotter if you remember that show she got the kids that nobody else could handle in school and so that was just what she did and so she understood, but nobody else in the family did. They just demolished the poor guy. And and my aunt and uncle just held space for love and held space for the best that he could be. And I have always admired that. And now that I deal with a challenge, it's not... I don't see it to the degree that they had to because um, because I think they had a much more of a challenge than I did. But <coughs> understanding that if this is... One of those responsibilities or weight that you hold in your life, you've been entrusted with somebody's tremendous shift in consciousness as a soul. You've been entrusted with that being on their path, and it's an honor on one level. It doesn't make it any easier, probably, but it's an honor um, to to be a part of that, if you can see it from that perspective. And really, it's just finding a perspective that that works, right? Because the reality is it is what it is. And so you just need to find a perspective that works. So if you're in this situation and and it's just getting to you, then I encourage you to find a new perspective, a new way of looking at it that does work for you. For me, you know, I've spent a lot of time in meditation. I've spent a lot of time um, asking for answers about what's going on. And to me, this is what I've been shown is that This is a soul who is transitioning in a major way this lifetime. And I was entrusted to be the one who assisted him with that. So it's not that I can't move forward with my path because of it. What I need to understand is that it is a huge part of my path. And so even though other people may not see it that way, helping this soul with their transition is a huge part of my path. It is part of what I'm here for, and so <laughs> it does seem to complicate my progress as far as business or teachings or that kind of thing but but ultimately, on a spiritual level or a soul level, it is such a big part of my path that I have to just fit other things in around it. And so that's what I encourage you all to do is find ways to fit the things that bring you joy and bring you a sense of accomplishment. And around these responsibilities, don't let the responsibility take over your life. It's a part of your life, perhaps. And if it's a situation that you feel, you know, if you don't walk away from it, if you don't put the person out, if you don't make some kind of change, if... You know, like if you have a spouse who has some kind of addiction problem or has some sort of issue and you don't leave the situation, you have to stop and say, am I not leaving the situation or a child or a family member, whatever. Am I not shifting the situation because I'm being codependent or because I'm just not wanting to deal with it or am I not shifting it because I feel like I can shift it better from within the situation and it's a part of my path to do so. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. So I'm not saying that in every situation it's meant for you to stay holding that responsibility. I'm saying for those of you who have um, have these responsibilities and it doesn't seem like there's any way to shift that, perhaps look and see, is this a part of my path? And find a way to embrace it as best you can. <clears throat> sometimes it's a little bit like embracing a porcupine, but do the best you can, you know? And then in the meantime, find the ways that you can make a little forward motion here, a little forward motion there, and consistent bits of little forward motions still will get you along your way. It's that you have to be consistent. You have to. It means that you have to push just a little harder than everybody else. But that's a challenge you took on when you signed up for this responsibility, and and like Kimberly was saying, she didn't sign up for whatever is going on. Our caller, Kimberly, she didn't feel like she signed up for whatever's happening. In some cases, that's true. In other cases, it's that we didn't sign up for it in this conscious reality. But sometimes we signed up for it before we got here. And so, thank you, <coughs> Wildflower Wind. Thank you. Um, we do have the chat room up you guys in case you would like to go back and forth with the chat as well. Um, so we have about 8 minutes left. Um just so everybody knows, I've had a, I've had quite a few people ask about the meditations. As soon as I can get this allergy cough gone, then we'll start the meditations again. <coughs> this is I don't know what to I don't know what the allergen is that's creating this cough that won't go away, but um it's a little hard to do the meditations when I'm coughing through them. So um We do have about eight minutes left. I just want to take the last little bit of time and encourage happiness, encourage joy. If you're somebody who's in a situation with this heavy responsibility, just many, many, many times a day stop as you're walking along someplace and look at something beautiful Find time to to download an inspirational inspirational books and books on on tape or or on CD. I guess um, is is a really good way. I'll have <coughs> oh god, I'm so sorry. I'll have like Wayne Dyer books or um, there's a lot of different people that I use, but I'll have different books on on audio downloaded now into my phone. These smartphones are great. Um, also different languages. I love to learn French, so I have the a French language program downloaded onto my phone. So here and there, when I've got five minutes here, five minutes there, I'll stop and do something like this. I'll read a little bit of the book on the Kindle thing, or I'll you know, just kind of listen to something on my phone or whatever it may be. And and just because this, this reprograms yourselves, you have all of this negativity. You've, I don't know about other people, but there's a lot of anger coming from the person that that is a bit of the responsibility in my life. And there's a lot of, um, I'm very big on energy, right? And so the energies are polar opposites. And so I have to reprogram my cells and rebuff them up going, yes, guys, this is how we see life. We see life beautiful. We're moving forward. Everything's great. And <coughs> it's. I'm here to be of service. I work with the angel realm. I all these things that who am I and what is my energy about, and so I try to constantly have those things that I can remind myself of. They're around my house, they're on my phone, so I can listen to them here, here and there. I have books around the house that I can pick up and just read a paragraph here or there. And so it's constant reaffirmation for me and reprogramming of myself, so that I don't, um, so that I don't fall into this pit that is easily fallen into. It's important to constantly remind yourself of who you are and where you're going, because a lot of cases, people can just focus on a goal, move through it, and achieve it. If you have this situation going on, you can't do that. It has to be in little spurts here and there little spurts here and there, and sometimes you may get a few months that you can actually focus and get something done, and then typically you'll lose some ground. (laughs) when all hell breaks loose again or whatever and so you just have to move forward when the moving forward is good and in in those times when you can't you have to do everything you can to just hold ground and you do that by not not staying positive in a fake phony manner but actually reminding yourself who you are what you align with what is the music you align with not that <clears throat> you want to not get into the angry, I'm frustrated with life, woe is me stuff. You want to have the sounds of, of that which is, inspires you, things that bring that happiness and joy. You know, moving forward and inspiration doesn't always have to be super serious and holier than thou. It can be big band music. It can be um, whatever. It can, stuff that makes you happy. Whatever it is. <coughs> For me, a lot of uh, humorous movies and TV shows and that kind of thing, I don't really do TV, but there are times when I'll sit down with, uh, I see that there's somebody here raising a 13-year-old with Asperger's on their own. Totally understand. And the thing that I ran into is I didn't even know about Asperger's until just recently, and I would be pretty pretty certain that that's what they would say my son had um, or that my son was um, if they were to look at him you know, this day and age, and uh, so I understand 100%. So um, you have to remember you're not alone. You have to remember that there are other people out there doing it too, And, and you just have to be so careful not to align yourself with the people who are getting into the victim vibration and the oh, woe is me stuff. You have to see it as an honor, and you have to see it as moving forward every time that you can, because what you're doing is you're creating an energy. What happens is, and we only have about three minutes left, but I'm just going to go into this real quickly. With everything that we do, we create an energy. And if we have the responsibility for these other people, we're <clears throat> what my teacher used to call a spearhead energy. In other words, we create the energy, like if you see a, a boat going through the water, how the waves follow the boat through the water, right? Right. Somebody is going to create that initial energy. And if it's not us creating a positive, productive energy, it's going to be the other person creating whatever random energy they happen to be in at the moment. And so it's important to be the one who holds the energy and who creates that ripple effect of the energy that's happening. And so the only way to do that is to stay strong within who you are. And to nurture yourself, and get rest, and eat good food, and <coughs> find outlets where you're dealing with other people, other things that are productive and happy, and moving forward in a real way. Not, you know, I've, I've gone through the whole personal development thing with, you know, the we're gonna woo rah rah and positive and positive and positive, and they just never really—it's all just surface icing, and they don't really look down at the cake that is their life that that they're not dealing with. And eventually that catches up with you. So you actually really have to dig down and find what am I good at? What do I enjoy? Where do I find beauty in life? And it can be little, little, little things. It doesn't matter. You just have to do it. And those little things all begin to add up and they begin to grow and they begin to multiply. And, and this is what will help keep your sanity. <sighs> if you can have some way of creating a visual uh, like my wall, the visual of, okay, you know what, it took me however long, but I accomplished this and I accomplished that. And and little, like the good times, find something, write it down or pick something up or whatever that reminds you of the good times and save those in in a specific place so you can look and go, but look at all those good times we have. You know, and it's reminding yourself of that that's going to help get you through And I obviously don't have the answers about how to get through and out the other side because I'm still mid-process, but I'm here to help you understand how to go through that process. People would never look at me and know that I have this going on in my life. When they find out what actually goes on in my life, they're shocked because i managed to move forward and I managed to be of service and I managed to be in a happy space most of the time. So you can do it too because I'm nothing special. (laughs) So... Um, we just have a few seconds left. I just want to um, encourage you guys to check out the website, MysticalTruth.com. This is the before. The after will be up as soon as my son decides to shift it over. Um, <coughs> also, SacredLightOfSedona.com. If you're going to be in Sedona, it's a great center to go by and check out. And uh, again, SacredLightOfSedona.com. And then Holistic Naturals for the cookbook, Eat Conscious and Be Merry, if you're dealing with this stuff diet stuff can be an issue. Food allergies are a big deal. We'll go more into all this on Monday, but you can go to holisticnaturalsco.com and look for the cookbook, Eat Conscious and Be Merry. Everybody have a great day and we will see you Monday. Bye.